to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are going to discuss Freedom's Challenge, which is by Anne McCaffrey and was published in 1998. The plot is Chris, Zanel, and the other botanists are ready to take control of their planet. They devise a plan to end the EOC's dominance. Not going to go into much more detail beyond that because, I mean, this is pretty much the end of the original set of the trilogy. There is one more book after this, which we are not doing, uh, called Freedom's Ransom. Um, but focusing on the plot beyond that seemed kind of silly because we're going to be discussing it. So first, Kim, what did you think of Freedom's Challenge? I liked it. Oh, good. I liked it. Um, <laughs> and not just in the... I think well, we're all yes, shocked. I know, I know. <laughs> it, yes, in the I love Anne McCaffrey sort of way because I love Anne McCaffrey. But I had happy feels at the end of the book. So that that, okay. that brought it up from... Because I think I did the last ones only out of four. I can't remember. But, oh, I'm not supposed to talk about my rating. <laughs> you do that every, every time. time. All right, I didn't every say it. Every time. I didn't say it. I no, you mentioned it. your last one. You brought I it up. Oh, gee. I, I wonder, <laughs> where does one go from a four? <laughs> four and a half? Yeah, totally. There's exactly. Room. There's room. There's wiggle room. 4. 4.75, 4.8, uh, 4.99. I have bad habits. I apologize. Okay, so you enjoyed it. I did. Okay. Okay. Sarah, what about you? Well, I rated it at a... (laughs) Strangle, you fool. This is the end of the podcast. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) No. This is our final episode. You get to listen to murder on air. (laughs) uh, By this point in time... Oh, am I not speaking loudly enough? No, you're doing good. Okay. Well, she moved the microphone closer for those not viewing this psychically. Because um, Sarah would never let you view it. Ain't that the truth? I would just sit under a blanket the whole time. <laughs> well, you're practically <laughs> under a blanket yeah, like, now, and my house is not true. even as cold as it normally is. It was chilly when I stepped in. Yeah, it's a little Listen, I'll give you some of my body fat (laughs) so I can cool down and you can warm up. (laughs) Anyways. Um, So, at this point in the series, I have come to enjoy it more. Oh, good. Um, It's not not like the kind of book that I would reread ever, but it's like it's developed into being enjoyable. So, yes, I did enjoy it. I found it a satisfying conclusion, not taking into account the mystery fourth book. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the mystery fourth book just for a second. Okay. Because a lot of people are really, like, disappointed that she wrote the mystery fourth book, but everyone... Well, did she write it, like, a long time afterwards? Yes. Yes. Considerably longer afterwards. And I think she only did it because... People were begging for more. Why? It, it, it's I know so it's it, it is a beautiful end, and they just they but they wanted more because people loved the characters. And what I've read on you know because I was looking at reviews on it, and people are really disappointed because it's very superficial. The um, it kind of just kind of touches on all of the different characters and where they are in the future. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um cuz I'm looking at it uh, the the synopsis for it on Amazon and it says the survivalist days are over and the time has come for botany to find its place in the power struggles of the newly configured universe. As an agricultural planet rich in resources, botany has more to offer than the colonists may have thought. A trip to Earth shows Chris and Zanel very dramatically how weakened the home planet is after years of catney domination and how much Earth needs what botany can give. So and so and I think that's the other thing is they actually um, they actually go to Earth because they you know they only only talk about going to Earth but they go to what is it Brave 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 Thank you I don't know how to say it I just gloss over the words I don't know how to say the Catney home planet the Catney home planet, <laughs> <laughs> home planet though no yeah it is no no Brave no, no, oh. Oh, no, because they go to Catton. They go to yeah, Catton. Oh, that's but what I thought. She, okay, yeah, I yeah, thought you yeah. guys were referencing anyway. going to Catton, and now it dawns on me the name of that platinum is Catton, because yeah. they're Catneys. Yeah. <laughs> and the duh. And their capital is Catna, because they're creative. We were going people. for creativity <laughs> with this group of people. <laughs> But anyway, so that's why I'm probably never going to read it. I don't. I don't. Want I don't to need it. Well, I mean, yeah. I have it. I'm probably going to read it at some point when I just like I whim on something. It, but yeah, but yeah, that's going to sit on your TBR pile like 
for decades. You mean the the two bookshelves full of books to read? (laughs) That you're just going to keep putting other books on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have three more books coming Monday. But two of them are podcast books. Where you can't get new books, so eventually you just work your way down. Listen, (laughs) I am a librarian. I love books. I also have that. She managed to say that without going, I I am a librarian. (laughs) Mommy reference for those who don't know. What reference? Mummy. mummy. Oh. Love the mummy. Yeah. My mom now looks at me regularly and declares that to me whenever she's in the mood to point out the fact that I am a librarian. As soon as she went for her degree, it began. Yeah. So. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, I have three books coming on Monday, although two of them are for the podcast. So. Um, And then all the other are research for the podcast. (laughs) Plus, you know, the like 30 digital arcs that I have. I'm taking advantage of time to read in the next coming weeks. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, back to this. So you enjoyed this. It was a sad. Well, you you were satisfied by the ending. It made. Did it make the rest of the story that you originally weren't so keen on more fulfilling? Did it like? I think so. I still okay. think the first book was pretty weak, all things considered. It just didn't have a strong plot. Kind of meandered. A lot of the characters you meet don't matter in the end. You know, like, there's the Doyle brothers who were, not, you know, they're interesting at first in the book, and then they disappear, and then they, came they back. get referenced every once in a while, but yeah. Well, 90 went with them, too. Yeah, 90 was Catton. part of Catton, that trip. But, like, what did he really do? That what do any of them really, really do? do? They, they were, they were in mean, the like, ship and couldn't who, move. Yeah. Except for exactly. when they wanted to get the, their jiggy on. <laughs> <laughs> Please edit that out. No. No. You just referred to sex as their jiggy on. It's a Will Getting Smith their song. Jiggy. Getting their jiggy on. It's a Will Smith song. That's well, staying. I don't know. I don't really remember. I mean, I know that 90 went, and I think one of the other ones went He to went to Earth. Earth, yeah. Yeah. But it's like... Because 90 was upset because he might get Guinness, and they were all like, really, really, you think Guinness is going to be available? (laughs) The Irish are resourceful. I'm certain it was available. So I guess as a setup, the first book is fine, but I I still... Yeah. Setting up for this, it it works better, but... Well, and and as we've said all along, this wasn't individual books written. This was a a a trilogy. Yeah, it was just chop, chop. Yeah, Yeah. pick a spot where you can chop it up and and do it that way. Yeah. So but you didn't when they were publishing these books, you didn't release a book that even as thick as the the matzo ball, which we're going to talk about hey, at a different yeah. podcast. They just weren't that big at time awareness. <laughs> I have zero time awareness. Anyway, no. Um, it's because there's no calendar. You would have to build me a calendar and put it in <laughs> front of put, me. Put, I'm gonna have to get a whiteboard calendar, and it's supposed to be propped up with notes for you guys continuously. And then lines. You lines. can talk about this book. You can talk about that <laughs> book. The one who keeps bringing. I do. Oh no, but you guys did it before so, too. So the point would be, the books we've read in the past that are 600 pages that would not have no. been done then. Just no, done. arguably, I I'd say that did Guide to the Galaxy was pretty long, wasn't it? Didn't it was also it? British. Oh. Yeah, and 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 very traditional seventies sci fi length is very different because I mean yes, there's like Dune and stuff which are very long books, but that's when you're trying to compete for like a Tolkien level like I'm yeah, prestigious ranks. Yeah, that is a reference. Um, but for like your do- paperback, Pulp Fiction, grab at the grocery store style the book. The idea which was is nobody's going to pick anything up that's, that's that thick. thick. Mm-hmm. They, they want to be able to stuff it in their bag, read it, take it to the beach, toss it aside, and forget that they have it. Um, but then we hit the early aughts, and we've got Harry Potter, and we've got Twilight, and we've got, I can't even think of what else, where it became more and more popular to just lengthen each book each time you well, let I mean, a new one out. Wheel of Time's coming out pretty soon. Those yeah. were very thick books, and there's, what, eight of nine of them? I think there's more than that. I would have to look it up. But the the point yeah. being, that wasn't done. Yeah. When when Anne was writing, it and not was, for a woman. Well, not even for men. It was always trilogies. Yeah. You never wrote more than a trilogy. That so if you can't and you in and it couldn't be very thick. So you know you would write one big long book and chop it up. You had to be good at it, which I would you know that's my argument with the Freedoms series is it wasn't well done because no. it should be three individual stories telling one large overarching story and it doesn't. 
Anyway, what are you two doing? I'm sorry, Drogo was I'm pondering to, the jumping up, yeah, and I was, I was trying, trying to, to block him. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't know I had a job. <sighs> God, Drogo God. is here. Our silent fourth member. <laughs> He's here. very snuggly. He was snuggling with me mm-hmm. all night, curled yeah. up against my back, which he normally doesn't do. Lay down. Here we go. <laughs> I will cuddle you. Okay, so. Then I guess we can start talking about the plot. And well, my, my take on it, and it, this goes into the plot. There is only one thing about this entire book that like annoyed me. Was it the part in the ship where she got drunk? I Well, yes, but more so the pregnancy that of course sidelined her from like oh. all the main action. It was like suddenly Zaynal well, didn't want her going and she was pregnant. Well, he didn't know, but and she didn't know and she was, well, she knew, but like no one else knew, and she yeah. was damn well gonna go if she could. Yeah, like, but like, but the, the the pregnancy. I wish that it had actually been treated with some maturity, and that she had actually because she talked about going to the doctor to find out if the high gravity would be bad for the baby. Yeah. Um, instead of her being mature and going and talking to the doctor, she falls asleep and Zanel disappears, and she takes like a week to figure out that. Maybe he's just not in another part of the planet and she's just not aware of it. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, and the fact that twice now she managed to get pregnant without any, like, maturity to it. I, know, I was like, it required fuck whoever's around when she's when drunk? She's drunk? Yeah, oh, that's... But it has to be that special alcohol. Yeah. But was, like, was it the same as the first one? Yes, yeah. yes. She made a point of calling it... The, 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 yeah, yeah. It was... It's the same stuff. Um, um, so yeah, no, it, it's, it's the medicinal alcohol that, that's super strong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah the, the fact that she can't have like a mature, like, okay, I'm getting to the point where I'd like Zane to have a sibling and Hey, Zanel, how do you feel about me having another child? And then going, Hey, Chuck, you and Zanel have this really great bond. You guys understand how each other wants their children to be raised. So would you be willing to? No, instead, he's kind of developing a thing with Dorothy, but they go off to Cat and get drunk and are left on the ship and just... And he's, like, passed out, too, but, like, somehow... Well, they both magically don't remember how it happened. But they can barely move. But somehow they managed to do the acrobatics required for... I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... It's just a very pornographic dream. Like, come the fuck on. I know, it was... But again... Time frame, you didn't write the, the, the full on sexy time. Right, but like time. just, yeah. In, yeah, like obviously yeah. I wouldn't want detail, but um, <laughs> it's just like, come on. Yeah. This cannot be normal human behavior. I don't want to roll. Maybe. Well, she's 22. Yeah, but she's like, t- like they're even tired. Like, I know, I know, I know. It's no- not, no, it's not normal human behavior. It's a way to get her pregnant without it being. So, uh, a sub issue that she has to address, that the writer has to address in the book. Basically, we get to eliminate the emotional conflict could that, that then could be present by saying, "Oh, I was drunk. I don't remember it, Which so I have really, no attachment." It's, it's really unfortunate because yeah. I wish she would have written it, and because she hinted strongly at Zayl going, "Well, no, you, you have to perpetuate the species. You have to be a part of this." I don't care if you go have sex with him. He clearly does not care. Well, he has his own two kids. Yeah. From separate mothers. Right. This and, isn't... And so let's let's just address the fact that not everything is human puritanical sex. You know, it's... Or, yeah. or maybe I should say American puritanical sex. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's just like... I wish she would have gone there in the book. That it, could have added some depth into what she was writing. Because it is a superficial story. It's, yeah. It's, well, and, and, and addressing the fact that you can... There are plenty of people who are unable, as a couple, to conceive children. And they do turn to a dear friend. Yep. Yeah. You know, maybe if if the one who is infertile has a sibling who can donate, you know, they, they turn to that. You know, there, there are plenty of people have that conversation and it doesn't become this, like, it's not a seedy, big, yeah, yeah, big, yeah, you know, conflicting thing. Um, and so, and it would be great to see, which again, I get this was in the 90s, so this wasn't something that was concerned. It was pretty early on in yeah. surrogacy and that But that sort representation of thing. would have been yeah. so, like, just, I, I, I think it would have taken this book and just. It would have made more sense, too, for the characters, quite Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
going, okay, you know, we, we need to progress as a society. We can no longer be this, this puritanical society because we are in unique situations now. We've been kidnapped off of our planet. We've been dumped on another planet. She kind of eliminated the need for the perpetuation of the yeah, species by yeah. continually like, pulling, pulling people, people from other yeah. locations. Now they could leave the planet. Yeah, yeah. 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 it wasn't necessary. But but it was a legitimate concern at the time when they weren't yeah. sure if they'd be able to easily leave the planet. Right. Um, well, and the other thing is, is I would have loved it if if it had been Zanel coming to her and saying, "I want you to do this." Yeah. Obviously, Which he Chris kind of did. Yeah, because Chris he, isn't in the right emotional state to yeah. clearly handle it, and it would have been really odd for her to suddenly sit down and be like, "Listen, I want was, to do this." He was genuinely, I felt, disappointed when it wasn't was, Chuck that was the father of, yeah. the, of Zane. So yeah, I and and as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to these books, Anne does write these pro- progressive themes, but she writes them wrote them within the parameters of what she could get away with at the time. So yeah, if I think if she was, were alive today and writing this, it would be a very different book. Well, and I remind myself that at the time, she was what? In her 60s, 70s, probably? I, yeah. So I mean, it, she, she, she was it, probably progressive for her age. Yeah. On top of when it was written. Um, but yeah, it, it was, I think that was the only thing in the entire thing that I was like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I knew it was coming as soon as they started drinking. Oh. The, I'll just call it the hooch. I can't remember what the name yeah, of the yeah, actual. The, something with an M. But yeah, 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 it was a weird, weird thing. But I yeah. knew as soon as Chuck was the only one left on the, the ship yes, with her. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm like, oh. I was like, how are they going to get there? How are, how are they going to get there? How are, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, really? That's, that's what we're going to go with. Okay. But again, she limited it. Yeah. Well, and it, and I will say at the, at the very least, it makes Chris flawed because she just didn't have the maturity to have those kinds of conversations. Yeah. Yeah. She could do the whole survival thing and help protect the planet. And my God, cat, I will murder you. Um, he says, hi. <laughs> hi. Trying to get to me very badly. Come here. I'll pet you. That's not who he oh, wants. Don't. He's a cat. Don't. The person who doesn't want him is who he wants. <laughs> I've met him a little bit under the table. That was my bad. That was your bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not helping you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't bother him. You can blow in his face until the cows come home. Or else he'll flip out and like You're gonna crash him. him. That's going to just bring him closer to you. <laughs> I was trying to irritate him. Yeah, she irritate. was. She's very good at irritating him, but she doesn't have something sticky to stick on him. Oh, do you have post-its? No, I don't have any post-its. Tape? I would have to get into my big box. I, no, I to don't get have tape. One tape. Tape is probably more adhesive. Well, yeah, all I have is packaging tape, which is why I said I don't have tape. All right. Let's get away from the things we do to torture animals. (laughs) Well, obviously, I'm kidding. Okay. The (laughs) post-its. Possibly not kidding. Those don't stick very hard at all, so. And obviously, he still loves her because he keeps trying to get her affection each time she comes here, so. Um, But I agree with you. I I was annoyed with her sidelining. Yeah. but I think, ultimately, if we look at Anne McCaffrey and her books, she prefers male characters to female characters. It's just, I think that's pretty... I think the only really, 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 really well-written female character was in um, Dragon's Dawn. Well, and I'll even, I'll even go so far as to say... Which one? Salah. Oh. Um, that I don't think... I don't think she understands women. No. Um, because, I mean, even, like, Chris is the most developed, I mean, obviously she always has a female main character, Mm -hmm. but I would argue that it's a self-insert each time. Maybe slightly variations on where she's at in her life in terms of the self-insert, but if you look at all other females, we always have the slightly older female who's a caretaker, responsible for the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. We we have, you know, the younger girl <laughs> I hadn't who, even processed that. <laughs> the younger girl who has experienced some terrible traumatic situation. Yeah. yeah. Um but 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 ultimately to find yeah, true love, true love and, 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 and ultimately and it's just happy. Horrible time. Yeah. Um let's see what other females. We have the smart scientist who helps the main character, which she turns around and acknowledges in this very book, her mm-hmm. female friend who yeah. Helped her understand things. But I don't I don't know that Anne McCaffrey had significant female relationships in her oh, life. I doubt it. 
Um, women of that, that she era actually never understood. Did. Yeah, yeah, that she actually understood the women around her. She could only understand how she perceived women, and she perceived women superficially. Yeah. Um, However, she also wrote. What um, good enough? That's not how I well enough. Wrote female characters well enough that her female characters are very inspirational to women. Well, and and she can look at women and uh, I mean I just named off different yeah tropes. I'm gonna say tropes, but she, not, but not going, word Yeah, trope. she could identify the trope and use it. And you could look at these women and they remind you of someone. So she clearly had people she knew that she yeah. drew from, that she regularly reused them as the same trope. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, she didn't offer complexity to any of those female characters. Mm-mm. I mean, even Dorothy, who is supposed to be Chuck's potential love interest in this, she doesn't give her the time to be like, oh, by the way, Chuck's my, you know. They talk about it. I yeah, but it was very like Dorothy isn't given anything to process. It's like, oh well, we weren't, we're not, we're not quite there dating wise, so it's totally chill. See, I, <laughs> I actually thought Dorothy was really well written. Okay, because Dorothy takes on the male establishment. Yeah, I, I also loved kicking uh, Freud in the in the teeth. <laughs> that was chapters. fun. That was oh. awesome. Yeah. I, I am not a fan of Freud. Um, no, no, I'm a uh, what's his name. The other one. The one who actually developed the concept. Yeah, Jung. The development Um, of the ego. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I thought Dorothy was really well written. And I liked the fact that Dorothy wasn't powerhouse bitch. She was, okay, we're going to discuss this. And she used her psychological knowledge to run circles (laughs) around this uber... And he finally does come around, you know, into where he, he's... I'm sorry. I'm laughing at Sarah now collecting cats. Maybe. I don't want to touch this one. Ooh, I'm going to pick up this one. Um, but anyway, I thought it was... I, yeah. thought it, I thought Dorothy was one of the best written characters in the book. I, I did like her. Like I said, it, it, it just... Some of these female characters, it just felt like... At a point, and I didn't hate it. I, I enjoy this book. I, it just, I can recognize a downfall in Anne McCaffrey of... of it, it's always they, been they, they serve a very singular purpose, and Dorothy's purpose was science, psychology, yeah. recuperation. Um, and, and there wasn't... She doesn't develop anything for these characters beyond their... For women, their singular purpose. Yeah. In comparison to the men who have a bit more depth to their character as as a whole yep um so i mean that that that's just my my commentary on it is is that um although oddly enough the one who feels lacking in depth the most is zanel oh i disagree oh i i felt like he was just the epitome of idealism and and that there wasn't well yeah but there wasn't flaws to him he he developed a plan <clears throat> he knew that the only way to fulfill that plan was to sacrifice possibly sacrifice himself yeah um i do kind of I, this is awful i do kind of wish that it had, had been died. a full-on sacrifice yeah I, um, I thought the same thing too so i didn't hate that he came back and at the end of the day this was a romance-esque we needed a happily ever after yeah. um but at the same time, I was like, I don't know. Okay, so it My- makes me think of Red Rising when Severo and all of them go crashing into the ship to save Daro. And, like, in comparison between, say, that and the description of, like, how it was done and the, like, anticipation that's built as to whether or not anyone's going to truly survive this situation versus the like what four or five pages we get of they blew dust in people's faces and we're fine <laughs> like it didn't okay but let's let's but, discuss the, but this the, isn't an action book no i yeah, know i know yeah. i know but let's let's discuss the the flaw in the plan how are they talking and breathing through their mouth 
there's the flaw in the plan. They yeah. plugged their noses. Yes. However, one also breathed through one's That's mouth. Yeah, I, was like, I wrote yeah. a note saying, do Kateni mouths not connect to the lungs? <laughs> but then how are they breathing? It's like, are the nose plugs just filters? And then they're also talking without inhaling? Yeah. And the dust is getting in their mouths, but who cares? Uh, but yet they cover quite, ex- not extensively. Kitten. Lead in. They cover extensively, not extensively, I said that already, um, how the Katani body and the human body are actually quite similar. Where'd she go? She jumped down on my quilting ruler. Um, so, yeah, it, the, the one thing that was covered biologically was the fact that they're actually very, very similar developmentally. So it would seem like the uh, lungs work at least remotely I mean, similarly. presumably because they have to be breathing somehow. Yeah, yeah, in all that yeah. Time, so that's yeah, the like, entire time that was going on, I'm like, <gasps> hold I was your breath. Like, I'm just pretending that the nose plugs are filters and they're only breathing out through their mouths when they talk. And well, and then he was slimy. Mouth. He was slimy. I'm like, why the fuck is he slimy? Then he gets the end. Then they cleaned off all of the uh, antihistamine slime that he <laughs> I'm like, oh. That's a lot of antihistamine that you have to cover over this massive well, yeah, Katani body. He, yeah, he was like whipped too. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, like, the odds of him actually surviving that were so. Yeah, but that's. I mean, Anne has made some very specific sacrifices throughout her books that mm-hmm. were very poignant. I yeah. think there would have been an all-out rebellion had she killed Zainal. Um, because the people who love this book, and this book is beloved in the Anne McCaffrey world. Um, oh, I absolutely love it. But it, yeah, they it, it love just... Chris and Zanel, and so if she had, and it, but it should have been the appropriate sacrifice. Yeah, he should have gone into that room and not come out of it. Yeah. Well, considering the number of the you main, know, you don't want him. Dead. I feel like that would have been expected. So I'm like, oh, you're so well, funny. What would have been expected? The number of risks. <laughs> I go here. In this we book? go. Here's the heroic sacrifice. Uh, I hate that trope, though, as we know. <laughs> so it's like... I was going to say, this has come up before. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the fact that we have a survivalist colonist book and the number of main characters that just magically don't die mm-hmm. is shocking, actually. Yeah. Given the situation. The number of people that they don't but discuss they that die. are on a planet that's not particularly hostile. Other than the but they go to Catton, where they're supposed to be, like, highly violent. <laughs> And they just run out of the room every time a group, a group of, again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't really encounter a group of Drossy come in the come in the room. They gotta run. <laughs> Let's sneak out the back door. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There, there's a certain level of risk that definitely is lacking in this. Yeah, but, but okay, so if if we compare Dragon Riders of Pern, yes, we had dragons die, we had dragon riders mm-hmm. die, but really, if you look at it, and it's what a twenty-two book series. Oh, I have no clue. I think I there once our son started there, writing them, I... Well, yeah, I don't count those. Um, <laughs> um, there are only a few significant deaths. Yeah. Um, so... And they're significant because she's not just killing off characters willy-nilly to be like, oh, look yeah. how dangerous this and, is. And, Here's and some there dead is, people. There is a happy medium. There yeah. is, we have to have actual peril in a story in order for what the story is covering to be perilous well I, I think my thing is is compared to that series this one like i would have expected like something i don't yeah. know what even if it wasn't a full-on death but the fact that they all pretty much are able-bodied when they didn't have true medicine for a significant amount yeah, of time yeah. they put themselves at risk constantly they were exploring all over the place i mean okay fine the planet doesn't have too many dangers but they are talking about the fucking hills and rocks constantly someone should have fallen and broken an ankle yeah <laughs> someone yeah. um that person was chris in book two when she fell on tiles and broke her arm that's true well but that was to what keep are you doing that was to keep doing? her from going he's chewing on his cheek he does that regularly. Oh, I was like, is he choking? Nope, nope. He just chews on his cheek. He goes, ah, ah, ah. You are a weird-ass cat. <laughs> he says, um, Connor would like in now. She won't come in, though, but I will try. <laughs> but, about a weird-ass But cat. yeah, but that was only done so that, like, it could explain why she didn't go with them at a certain point. You go on. Come on, Connor. And why she got pregnant. That's the only reason why her arm broke was so she could get pregnant. So she wouldn't go. It was, it was so, so that she could get pregnant. pregnant. 
can't win. The dog's block her. She won't come in the room. You can't she pick her up. The door. I can't pick her up. She won't allow me to carry her. Oh, that cat. <laughs> she misses me. She's with me all the time now. Oh, I've got a dog that's obsessed with me and a cat that's obsessed oh, with me. Oh, they're going to be such pains. Yes, they are. When you're gone. So, um, let's see here. I'm trying to think of what else to discuss. I mean, did you guys have, what other notes do you guys have, I guess? Uh, I had a note. That was just, why is Chris relieved Zeno's intelligence is natural? Would it change anything if it wasn't? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, he there is, he is, so it's like a significant amount of time spent on like discussing his like how he obtained yeah. his curiosity, and I'm like, you're, you're not reproducing with him. Why does it matter? Yeah, like, and even if it had been artificial, he still would have ended up the way he is right then and there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're, what, is this just an emphasis to show how different he is from all of his kind? Like, then why are we trying to save them? Why are we trying to free them if the others are not like him? Why, if he's so unique? <laughs> I did like the fact that we went into um, more of the Katni and, and yeah. their interactions with each other and, and the fact that it wasn't just the humans going, oh, oh, it's the EOC. You guys are forced into doing what you're doing. Yeah. It's, they, there was actual showing that they wanted out of the situation. Not yeah, I did like getting to meet more of the cat yeah. Um I can't I remember any the, of their names, I but yeah. I got the women stuck in the valley and just sitting there going, but we can't do this. It's like, well, you better figure it out. You better figure it out now. Because uh, otherwise... I loved at the end when they're like, by the way, when the women go back and complain and the men are like, oh, no, we expected this. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the, the men knew. They're like, no, you're no. good. We know it's not your fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so what about the representation in this book? In terms of, like, we, we got more ethnicities. Did that appease you? I know in the first book you're like, this is white. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, I thought it was weird how she mentioned that the Katni, like, specifically wanted to subjugate Africa. Or, like, targeted them. And I was like, why would the Katni care? I don't remember that. To... She, I, I remember that. Yeah, and I like, I... Why would the Katni differentiate... What's really Africa. funny is, again, you put things in the time of when she wrote it. The Maasai became a very popular topic of, of, of news reports. And, you know, when you're, when you're looking at societies um, it, at the time frame that, that this was being written. In the in, 90s. In the 90s. And so. Post Live Aid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so that was that was so that she had a reason to introduce the Maasai into the story. Which then also provided the ultimate solution to the EEOC. So, um, yeah, that I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's the only reason yeah. why that was brought up. I mean, it, it's typical of any book. If you really, if something unique comes up, you got to go, okay, Can wh- how that? is this yeah. feeding the story? And, and that's exactly what it was. However, I did like them. Oh, I, yeah. I thought it was really cool. I, okay, so, <laughs> I don't, I don't know the culture very well. It's one of the ones that I, I'm not, I never looked into. And they're like, yeah, and they're so tall, taller than the Katni, or almost as tall as the Katni. I'm like, how tall are these people that these are all shocked? The average height for the Maasai, Maasai is six foot three. Average. That's the median height. Which means you have to have some significantly tall or many tall people in order for your average to be six foot three. Because I think the average for Americans is five ten. <laughs> well, they're and they're such a beautiful culture. They're they're a true hunter gatherer. They're still hunter gatherers. They're a true. Um, they part of their and I'm, this is very superficial. I've only looked into it marginally. But when they were part, popular in the nineties. Yeah, it's literally when they were popular in the 90s. I was an adult then. So, yes, this kind of stuff interests me. Plus, I was supposed to go do a thing then, in Africa yeah, yeah. for a period of time, and I would have been with this culture. Um, but part of the ascension into manhood is you go out with a spear and you hunt. Um, and you're not hunting 
I'm, I'm trying to think of something in Africa that isn't deadly dangerous, but it, almost all of it is. You're you're hunting lions in. Um, I think actually they just proved that it's not because I, I think a, the misconception at a time was that because I was looking at an article and they're like, yeah, and they're known to be lion hunters, and there was an article well, okay, that was I'm, like, no, they don't actually send out these okay, these young boys to kill lions. No, I know. I just wanted to make sure. I was. It, it's not an easy hunt. It's no, yeah, it's not an easy hunt. hunt. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure in yeah. case anyone goes, oh, of course she said lions. No, I wanted to clarify. It, it's I not. Was being no superficial. one comments. It'll be. Fine. <laughs> this would be the time. This would be the time. This would be the Go moment. Go after the old woman jealous. who is is being general when talking about another. Culture. And so I just wanted to emphasize that it's it's not. They're not forced to but go out to hunt a lion. No, but yes, they, they are. are they expected to, to go hunt. on a deadly hunt to prove yeah. their manhood. Yes. yes. Um. But yeah, and and. <laughs> Yeah, just make yourself comfortable on my notebook. It's the perfect pillow. He's like wrapped around the microphone so he can snuggle as close to Sarah as she will tolerate <laughs> while he stares lovingly at me. It's... But I also like the fact that um, Zane will recognize, <laughs> recognize, quit, <laughs> that the appropriate people to handle his sons when he couldn't just be there to handle them himself, were the Maasai. And and, yeah. and it was, we need a, a very um, male-dominated society that is going to well, say, even... do this because you have to. And yeah. you have no choice. Well, and what I appreciated is because... Nah! Will you not She's scream? We're recording. I was startling her. Um startling me. <laughs> good, good. Well, everybody listening to the damn thing, too. <laughs> we just lost all our listeners. So, I will say what I appreciated was the fact that they went and sent the, the, the children who were problematic to the Maasai. And the one girl was like, they're going to do this to me. And the Maasai were like, no, you're not part of our culture. Why would we force this on you? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so we can look at the fact that these were... While we would possibly look at this and consider, oh, nomadic, you know, they're not as intelligent, blah, blah, blah. They were actually very, like... Oh, yeah. In terms of how she portrayed them, she didn't make them less than the other cultures. Yeah, they were just different. She didn't make them primitive or anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and when it came time for when the kids needed... When uh, Zeno's children needed medicine, and they're like, oh, we don't want to shame your, your, your shaman. And, and they're like, no, what we've tried isn't working... They aren't of our culture. We're just helping you with them. We'd rather they live. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you for recognizing that sometimes other people from other cultures can go, would I do this for myself? No. Is this essential for you? Yeah. It's not. You weren't here, so we tried what we had. It didn't work. We contacted you. Um, something needs to be done. done here. Yeah. But also the other side of that was the um, the whites were being, I did an air quotes there. Yeah. Were being socially respectful. Yeah. They did ask. Yeah. Is this going to be offended? We've asked you to care for these children. Are we going to offend you when we do this? And they're like, no, do it. So she handled, Anne McCaffrey handled that maturely. Particularly given how 80s, 90s, her age, all that. She, She recognized that in that moment, she did a great job of showing the key need when you have multiple cultures in communication. Yeah. And that you can show another culture, not make it appropriation, because I would call this appreciation, not appropriation. And it walks such a fine line. So then, then we can go to the other end of it, where she did do some very poor things, like um, the Asians didn't know how to build with bricks. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck I was is like, that? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, and and she, she would use... Um, Cultural reference statements. I didn't write any down. Yeah. I, I can't. And it's just like, oh, we wouldn't say that this day and age. Yeah. Um, frack, I can't remember. There was there was one particular line, and I didn't write it down, and I can't remember what it was now. But it, it's just kind of just general statements about if, a culture. If, if, I think it was towards the Israeli. I don't, I don't remember. I think she said something like there was something said about him or it was um, the one pilot who we talked about last episode. Um, they were just like, one liners. It, yeah, it wasn't even it, any, it, it, it wasn't anything it, it, extensive. And, I wanna, and it would have been appropriate at the, the time. Yeah, yeah. It was just I like. I like how she referred to Matt in one where she just referred to him as his nationality. 
where it was like the Chinese's dark eyes. And I was like, well, okay, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That, 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 that type, that type of thing. We've already established, like, he has a name. Just use his name, please. That may have actually been... What you were thinking. Yeah, that was exactly the brick. Like I know the, the brick thing. D- deep dark eyes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. And the brick thing. So, but again, those would have been... Poor assumptions that yeah. were permitted back then. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I highly doubt... Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Anne McCaffrey ever went to Japan. I mean, I, I know they have bricks in Japan. I've lived yeah. in Japan. So yeah. <laughs> to say that they didn't know how to work with bricks was just like... Or that they wouldn't just, you know, figure it out like I know. else. I know. Or, or, or use their own system to build homes then. Yeah. Like, yes. it's, like, it's... Chris probably wasn't a trained mason when she, <laughs> when she started yeah. And yet, yet, somehow, she magically had the most beautiful house of bricks with the right colorings mm-hmm. that, you know, everyone wanted to replicate that made me laugh so much last time. So, so can, I, can I be, like, all anal mm-hmm. right now? Because... <laughs> Um, I come from a family, literally, of bricklayers. It's not as easy as it seems. You don't just right. throw mortar down, right. set a brick on top of it, and throw more mortar down. You actually have to like do a, an appropriate amount. You got to yeah. tap. You got to line them up. You got to have them even, or else your 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 yeah. lines yeah. are like that. So yeah. everyone's houses really should be shit. Yes, or, because you know, they didn't know crappy. what they doing. Except but, for I think she does do a passing comment about how there was a mason there and yeah. they yeah. taught, did the initial teaching. And of course, you know, yeah, like, Chris, yeah. we only needed an hour long lesson in order to be perfect. She, yeah, perfect. I have a feeling that like, they all helped each other with their building. I yeah, so yeah, it's like, yeah. It's not like Chris built it all by her hand. No, yeah, like, no. Or the nice table. Someone gave it to her. So. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? <sighs> she's getting home. She's turning around and getting herself stuck. She's being a kitten. She is. Oh, she's a hundred percent kitten. To get into the holes in the table, <laughs> the stand thing that they have there for the slats. The, the slats for my table. She's she won't a, fit. She is the most kitten kitten we have ever had. Oh boy, it's been exhausting the and expensive because I have to keep buying new cords. Kitten. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, so yeah. It, 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 there there is like. They were not problematic things at the time the book was written. Yeah. Now, if, oh, if now they're, is, you're like, oh, well, the probably, or like the editor. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the editor. Oh, social media would just. Oh, really? Well, yeah. a new one, yeah. Yeah. new one. Presumably, just. though, the editor would save them before they. Uh, yeah. Themselves uh, presumably, and yet there are still a good number of books that still managed. Ooh. What the hell? <laughs> Did she attack you? She ghosted me. <laughs> for those who don't know, Leaden's behind me, and she reached out and caught and me with a claw. And she's going for you again. <laughs> well, she got a nice reaction the first time. <laughs> That's too funny. So I got goosed. Uh, I don't know if I'm, like, moving cloth too much or what have you. Yeah. Or, or she's know. interested in the fact that there's movement through the chair slats. Yeah. So Anyways, but yeah, it, 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 I mean, let's be honest. There were moments in this book that, if it was currently written, would have gotten her, like, supremely attacked by cancel oh, culture. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt, like. But hopefully people, you know, who get, it's a, it's a book worth reading. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, um, you're not, it's not every line. It's not every it's not constant, and she does a really good job, actually, of representing people from a white perspective. And I think this is a, a key prime, a, prime example that we we need to take into consideration when books are written, and if they are progressive or problematic for the time that they were in. Looking at them with a current eye, while that is one way to review literature, it's one of the more flawed ways to review literature because you're trying to remove all, like, Well, it's just like trying to cancel Tom Sawyer. It's like, we need to be realistic about this and the fact that while, yes, Tom Sawyer... Oh, yeah, I think I know. Uh, Okay, so we don't remember what we were talking about because we got really cool non-podcast exciting news and that, like, completely derailed all trains of thoughts. Uh, So did we... You kind of just listened to what you just recorded, like, the last... No, 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 I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. I, I would have, I've lost train of thought because I think I was talking, and I think we were talking about cultures and a cultural appropriation yeah, and so cancellation we can move on and from stuff. That. It's, yeah, it's covered. Did we like the ending? And, yeah, it was good. It was, it was a good, good, good feeling. Good happy, good happy ending. Yeah. Um. I was fetal alcohol syndrome a thing. I don't know because she was drinking all the time, so... But, like, 
before she got pregnant, mostly it was when it was referenced. But then, like, they have like a celebratory like shot or whatever. Yeah, I'm like I was okay, actually gonna bring that know. up earlier, but yeah, no. Um, I don't. I don't think that I. I think that was the aughts that that became better known. Um, late nineties. No, it, it. She was probably actually making a statement in that. Um, and even now it's kind of swung around again to where a drink or two whilst pregnant isn't that big of a deal. Okay, so it was invented in 1973. Yeah. Um, so it, Invented or just... The, the, the diagnosis okay, of, of fetal alcohol, alcohol syndrome, syndrome was invented in 1973. But doctors will now say, okay, particularly when you get to the end of your pregnancy, if you're having a you know difficult time for whatever reason have a glass of wine, it will help you relax. And Yeah, they'll just tell you how many ounces to take. Yeah, to but no take. more than this. So, but, um, but yes, it's, she was probably making a statement, well, and, possibly from an Irish point of view, possibly, I, you know, obviously I don't oh, know her mind. Okay, so. and let's, let's see here, I don't know. But yeah, she was drinking, she was saluting with the, the, the hooch that got her pregnant in the first place. It's the like, super and, alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and so her son was born in 1956, so it also could have been commentary towards her own experience yeah, being yeah, a mother. Yeah. Which, back then, it probably wasn't a problem to have a drink. Yeah, um, no, it So wasn't. she might have been being like, oh, to night, the whole fetal yeah. alcohol syndrome, be like, no, this character's still going to do this because I did it, and yeah, my son's been. perfectly fine. So... <laughs> it's always not always I wouldn't say that it's it's always been a bit of a debate yeah that you know is one or two drinks during your entire nine months of pregnancy really going to affect the development of the baby um, I think now they say avoid it in the first three months possibly the second three months and then it's okay if you have one or two in, in the final because the basic development is done once you get into the final three months it's mostly weight gain that you're looking at lung development that type of stuff. Well, and anyway. not at all what we would normally talk about on here, but it also goes into the discussion of the fact that women's health, fetal health, the science and resources are not put forward to it to right. fully understand it. So they only see that there is a problem and they try to find the most convenient answer for what could be causing it, as opposed to doing the extensive research if it was a man having a child. Um, but we're not going to discuss. That's that. all I'm saying is 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 we have to recognize that we don't have enough information ourselves to form an opinion or to comment on. Yeah, but I, I noticed when she was drinking. It's like you're pregnant. Don't drink that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, any any other points that stood out to anyone? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, it's not really relevant. I mean, it's not no, really important. It. Just that her coup and pest switched species in the book. Did they really? They were dusky in the second book and probably the first. They're mentioned as being Rugarians on page 60, and then they go back to being dusky on page 162. <laughs> oh, how funny. Because it's like, I'm pretty sure pests was like one of the ones that was dying from the nutrient deficiency. Yep. So it's, yeah. Yeah, because she said one. like, coup and pests were going because it's helpful to have Rugarians on board. For the hard stuff, I was like, "But they're not Rugarians." As no, like, they were dusky. Yeah. yeah, I know. And then by page one sixty-two, she references them as being dusky. Maybe again. she accidentally named the wrong characters that yeah. she yeah intended to be. How funny. I was like, oh, <laughs> how funny! I was I mean, so superficial in, in keeping track of who is what. Well, and I would say, unfortunately, I... I don't think she ever named the de- the Rugarians. No, she did. No, there was. Or maybe in like there was one because there's one that in the first book was really helpful for finding where they were going, because he she made some comment. One species could hear everything, and the other ones were the the in the there was what morphins. She just mentions morphins, and they were never mentioned in the earlier books at all. Yeah, as like a species. I was like, what the hell is a morphin? Yeah, no description given. But yeah, no, there was one species that had because they came in in a drop, so they were the point would be they're not just pillaging from Earth and Dusky's planet and Regarian's planet and towards 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 oh yeah towards towards I always saw turds when I looked at it. Um, but no, yeah, there's there was the Dusky are the good at hearing, and they were spider like, and then I think the Regarians had a really good sense of navigation 
and were really strong and hairy. Um, honestly, I thought gorilla and spider. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the Wookiees for Ugarians. Yeah, that would be <laughs> pretty. For, yeah. Um, but I will say I wish she had spent more time on them because, like, I, I now that you say it, it's like I didn't even think to mention. I liked. I was. I wanted to know more about Koo and Pess and all of them. I liked I, all of the different species interacting with each other. Yeah, I, th- I thought. Yeah, it could have been done. And I, uh, I could have used Dorado. more of them. Then what? Dorado. Yeah. The planet that was yeah. just killing their aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what? That that makes sense. I can see. Well, and it's a testament to, and, and, they, and she brings it up a lot. I, did, I think it's brought up in each of the books. If they had not had Chuck, if they had not had a military person that was willing to lead um, and take the heat from lead, they, they probably would not have survived. Well, and and I will say also this to me is a sign of how well she knows someone who clearly served in the military, mm-hmm. which is that while desegregation didn't happen until the late 70s, and even then that can be argued because we still struggle with separating okay. and all that kind of stuff. What I'm trying to say, though, is the military um, actually had a lot of that very early on in the 40s and 50s thanks to world war ii um where you you couldn't afford to be like oh no you're a minority group so you're in this battalion or you know it's do we we really have to address it what minority groups could only have certain jobs in the military yeah so yes there was extensive segregation yes but I've, i've watched studies on it in terms of like the families and stuff they there was segregation, however, there was progression. Every social experiment starts in, in the military. military. That's a given. Um, um, so, yes. So, for Chuck to be like, no, they serve a purpose, we're going to use that purpose, yeah. was very, very clear yep. on military perspective. Yep. That's what I was trying to say. I was yep. just having a terrible job of saying it. <laughs> um, so, please don't hate me for how I worded that. And yeah. Um, anything else? Nope. I thought uh, the way that they killed the EOC was interesting. I guess we didn't really talk about that, did yeah. we? What do you mean? Well, it just um, it just reminded me of Dune with the uh, with Duke Leto. I mean, granted, he doesn't kill his target. Oh yeah, yeah now that I, yeah, now that you say that, I can yeah yeah, yeah the the so, whole she might have done that actually yeah, as an like, homage so to Dune. So it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was. I mean, it made more sense than trying to. Like kill them in warfare or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was kind of almost. I almost expected the farmers to re- like not necessarily retaliate, but like I was. But then they did drop the sh- bubble, so I was like, I didn't know though if that's because oh it's safe now or it's like you committed species injury, so you're on your own. Now. And no, I think I that's think... open into our interpretation. Well, no, because they removed all like the farming equipment and stuff, and they and the very they didn't last yeah. planet, yeah. Well, and then the very at last, they said that was a success. It's what is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, their little comment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So at that point, I was like, okay, it's probably fine. But at the same time, when they were planning it, I was oh, like, what's going it's on? Going I'm like, something. I, because I, I highlighted my little Kindle book that that's one of the things I highlighted is like, and it, my question I I was, when did we go from Zaynal going? No injury, yeah, no, we, injury no injury, no injury, no injury. Two, okay, we're going to kill him. <laughs> well, and cause, okay, so, so two things to that, because I just had a thought. So, because um, the afterword says an unusual species had done well, and they could devote their attentions where similar, discreet, and carefully limited assistance was required. Um, so I think that they didn't find a problem with it. However, at the same time, a key thing to point out is it was only Katni killing the EOC. Yeah. Who were subjugated. Right. I think maybe if humans had been involved in the process, then they might have had a different reaction. And it, she, when she writes it, she makes a point where they actually, she writes in the book that they receive what Zanel sent to them. Yeah. So they saw the proof of the genocide that the EOC were yeah. working towards. So it could be that even though they weren't going to respond and they said point blank, we're not going to do this. We don't allow this. And they could have chosen to stay on their little planet and in their little bubble. And it almost hints that they regularly just 
I, I picture that they're just having science experiments and they're like, okay, we're going to watch this science experiment and see what happens. Yeah. And we're going to watch this science experiment and see what happens. And then I was like, oh, you're the farmers, Kim. <laughs> you like just people watching. Hey, now. <laughs> I, I'm not a farmer. I'll manipulate the situation. So. <laughs> well, we don't know that they didn't manipulate the situation. I know. Tweaking a few variables. Just to see where, how it all spins out of control. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. You had another thought. <laughs> no, those were my two thoughts. Oh, those are your two thoughts? Yeah, my okay. two thoughts is is that... Um, I don't even remember what the two thoughts were. I don't either. <laughs> this, so. one is, this one's going to be a good one. Hey, I've not started laughing and crying, so... <laughs> I'm doing better like once. <laughs> oh, man. That was an intense I haven't thing. even re-listened to that yet, because... <laughs> You're embarrassed. <laughs> I've never witnessed... Like myself doing it from a third party perspective, so it'll be interesting. That was a regular occurrence. I remember it being a regular. Oh. oh, you never knew. You never knew. You'd say something just normal, and then all of a sudden she's sobbing and laughing at the same time, and you're just like, "Holy fuck! I don't know how to respond." <laughs> yeah, and they would be looking at me like, "What did we do?" And I'm just like, "I, I don't." Anyway, we don't. I don't know. To, we, we don't need to dwell, dwell on, on my horrific teen years. Thank you. Cool. I appreciate that. Um, so are we gonna do our re- our? Well, does anyone have any quotes or anything? I did have a quote. Oh, okay. Also, oh, I didn't know, but reading this book, I learned. I didn't know that the tunnel wasn't completed at that time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was yeah. Like crazy. I didn't know that that was so. I mean, not recent, recent, but, but yeah, like, it's it's yeah. recent, recent. I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. Oh, God. But at the same time, <laughs> this, okay, it's slightly off topic, but I need to Amber, share. go off topic. No. I can't imagine this. <laughs> So, so you're like, oh, that seems like, you know, such a recent time. The other day I saw a TikTok where a person was like, do you know that there are children who were born in the aughts who refer to music in the 1900s, like late 1900s, as if it was classic music? And then they proceed to pretend to talk about late 1900s music the way we talk about late 1800s yeah. music. I sent that to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, God. I didn't, the idea that there are people out there who are old enough to now have like full on intelligent thoughts and are like, mm. okay, <laughs> yeah, they're 20, they're 20. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> We've already discussed what happens at 22 when you drink too much. Um, yeah. But like, they're like, yeah, you know, that, 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 that classic rap of the 1990s. <laughs> I want to listen to it on a CD like they did in the olden days. <laughs> Dear Lord, anyway, I feel you got old. something else you wanted to say. Go ahead. Oh, no, just that I had a quote. What's oh, your okay. quote? Let's get up. Oh, it's, it's not a good one. <laughs> it's one that I read. I was like, what? Uh, I don't know if this is an idiom that people used. Go ahead and say oh, it. Oh, cool. But it was where they say damned white of them. You know what? I almost looked that one up. I'll look it, it up. Is, it is a phrase I've heard before. Um... I was like, what the fuck? So, I, I think it's a variant on Mighty White of You. Mm-hmm. Um, used to describe one who thinks they've done a great deed, terrible action or sacrifice, but in reality, they've done very little to help the human condition. Oh, but in the context of the book, it's like when they were actually doing something nice. Yes, but were they doing something nice because well, I mean, they... Like, it was what the characters would have considered nice, like without... I wish I had written down the page number. I yeah, I, I would. I would need to to have because yeah, I think it's. It wasn't okay. So I remember that, and it kind of came out of the blue. It didn't seem like it actually fit in the context of what was being said, um, and I don't think it was one of the main characters. Yeah, I don't think it was the main character who said it. And so I think it was kind of a, um, yeah, yeah. Well, all I know is the closest I can find is mighty white of you. And the implication is you think you're doing a great deed, action, or sacrifice, but you're really, it's not actually all that beneficial. Okay, so this person, this is on Quora? Wait, it was someone saying it to what's his name? The mechanic. The mechanic. 
guy who was Aaron's. making their errands. Yeah, I oh. think it was something someone said to Aaron's because Aaron's was like, oh, I did this for you. And I think they no. said, damn, Dwight of you. They were talking about someone else. Who? I don't know. I can't. Yeah. It was near the end of the book, though. And I think they were talking Wait, oh, about. Oh, you don't have your Kindle on you. No, I didn't highlight it. About so one of the other I could have searched it. Oh. Like one of the other human colonized plants. Oh, no. They were talking about the Katni. Okay. About how they were letting them. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was negative. How, how they were letting the humans keep the colonized planets as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's so, yeah, it's probably a variation on Mighty White of you, um, implying that you think you're doing a great thing, but it, it really yeah. isn't beneficial. For some reason, I was thinking of it, like, um, or remembering it as it being referenced to them, like, working freely with the other alien species, but no, it was the Katni, and it was how they were, like, because they asked about what's going to happen to the colonized planets, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, the humans can keep whatever. So, according have. to this person, it's likely that it was meant to imply that white people were expected to be more honest and fair. Yeah, that's so, kind of. So yeah. I, I, I think it was derisive. Yeah, when so it was said about whomever in in the book. But. Yeah, so well, basically, it was it was a not a good thing, not a good compliment. That, that. I mean, I would hope so because yeah, it was like yeah. Uh, did you have any quotes? Kim? No, I didn't write. Uh, yeah, I didn't have book. any either. I, I, yeah. Okay, so then in terms of, I believe it's ease of reading is the first one that we do. How exciting! Oh, how exciting! So, Sarah, how exciting did you find it? I gave this one a four. A four? Okay. Kim, you're looking. You're looking. I gave it a five. Okay. I I didn't fill this out again because I'm just. Get your ass slash back. I thought you were talking to me, and I was Get like, your ass, ass in ass. gear. Yeah, that's what come I on. thought she was going to say. Drogo. You're blocking the microphone. Drogo, come here. Come on. Get chunky monkey. Drogo. There we go. Come on. <laughs> oh, you're such a pain cat. He just wants love. Yeah. All the love. Well, he should probably do a little bit more to earn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, um... I found it. I'm going to say a four. I don't. I don't think this one was like supremely exciting. It felt like every time we got really close to potentially having something exciting, the main character got sidelined for pregnancy, and Zanel had to do it himself. And you know, it, it. Yeah, excitement wasn't strong in this, but it was enjoyable. So I love Anne McCaffrey. So. I know. Uh, then what's next? Ease of reading. Ease of reading. So Kim, how easy did you find this Five. read? Yeah, I'd agree. I agree. I. It's, yeah, it's I an easy read. Five. Yeah. And then emotional reaction? Uh, I gave this one a four because okay. I actually did feel a little invested. Oh, in good. Good. I still can't remember what my overall rating was. I, I gave it, like, I, I would say a four, too. It, it's, it was fun to Stop. reread something that I read as a teen that... Bit me. Oh, bitch. Drogo yeah. bit her. I didn't bite her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just to be clear... Um, I think she would probably put up more protest if you were trying to If you bit me, I'd probably hit you. You'd so, me. <laughs> you know, we and can... yet you declare, bite my shiny white hiney all the, the time. time. <laughs> if someone actually were to bite you, you would obliterate, no, obliterate I'm them. I'm just giving them the opportunity to be hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd say for in terms of excitement, mine was a four. And then, did everyone get their, say their excitement rating? Because I always seem to forget someone. Um, I gave it a four, but I already mentioned that. I gave I, I gave it a five. Okay. But only because I was grinning at the end because mm-hmm. I love the way she ends a book. So oh, okay. everybody was happy. And then I'd say for me, the overall rating was a four star. It's not like the most exciting Anne McCaffrey thing, but I enjoy it. I'm glad I have a copy of it. I, you know, I will probably read it again at some point just for the sake of going back and reading it. What about you, Sarah? Um, so I filled out three and a half stars, and then I, like, half-heartedly filled out the other half. <laughs> so I, could, I couldn't decide if it was, like, three and a half or four or 3.75. Uh, so that's my rating. It's an like... decisive three-four split somewhere <laughs> in there. I feel like I'm like, I'm like, oh, we need to, like, come up with a different system, because you always have that, like, half-star ratings that you want to give. I'm like, yeah, but if I gave you, like... Ten, you'd you'd somehow like you'd be splitting you'd down those benign into halves, <laughs> or it'd be like it was a four point six five. Yeah, because I don't know. It, like for me, 
like I'm just kind of also thinking of Goodreads where it's like four is like you really like it and yeah. it's like I liked it. I don't know that I really liked it, but I did enjoy it. So that's where See, I kind of get hung up on. My uh, average tends to be a four. That tends to be a, okay, I didn't hate you and I wasn't indifferent, but I don't love, you did not elicit crying. You elicit crying, you get an automatic five and not angry crying. Okay. I was like, but what about if when you hate it so much? Oh, no, 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 no. That's an automatic life. one. <laughs> um, But like two is a, uh, I wasn't. I didn't love it. But like I don't well, I loathe it. Two was you finished it, but you didn't like it. Oh do yeah, we that's have right. to do this every podcast. <laughs> We've not done this in a while. I can't remember what my system was. All I know is normally <laughs> one is you don't finish it. Two yeah. is you do manage, but you didn't enjoy love the experience. It, yeah. And then there's three. Three is if different. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. One is is DNF'd after fifty percent. Um, I had a book. I didn't even make it two pages in. Oh, wow, that's, that's a pretty fast note on that. Well, when the author felt the need to inform me that a man's beard was on the bottom half of his face. Well, I mean, there's those, you know, brow beards that people grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was me with Twilight. Yeah. When no, she described I... how awful the Pacific Northwest was, I was like, I'm done with this Yeah, bitch. no, this, this author, <laughs> she's <laughs> like, and his beard that took over the bottom half of his face. And I'm like, where the hell's the As fuck would totally be? <laughs> and, then, and then at one point she goes, and his blue eyes ringed with white. Oh, well, that's good. He's not jaundiced. <laughs> He's a healthy male specimen. I'm like, is he just like constantly staring oh, with his eyes wide open so you can see all the white. Yeah, maybe his eyes just kind of bulge out of their sockets. I don't know. I, anyway, I couldn't, I couldn't okay, do it. Stop, I couldn't stop, stop, do it. Stop. We got another book to do. Excuse we only don't. Stop destroying the magic. Oh, God. You're so bad at that. What is the issue? They know we record multiple recordings. Shh. Disregard that. <laughs> Don't let her destroy your magic. She's crazy. We can't get her to go away. No, 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 First ten minutes. But I want to <laughs> clarify that I consider all three of these books one book. As one book, it is a fabulous book. Individually, yeah, they're they, difficult. They're not difficult, they're problematic. They, they needed a little bit reworking. They're yep. solid for when they were written. Nowadays, they would need a reworking. I, I think that's a pretty good way to sum them up. Yeah. So. All right. Any other last comments? Nope. I thought you were gonna like make a noise or something. You like you look like you were about ready to do something just like well, unnecessary. Just to say, to... and that wraps up our final podcast. I'm <laughs> <laughs> leaving and Kim quit. Yeah. No, no, no. We, we are doing more. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, our intro and natural music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And that awkward pause with thanks to Drogo making faces. So until next time, see ya. (laughs) 